Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back, my friends, to the Goddess Ceremony podcast. So excited that you're here, and we are going into all of the questions that I get via email, on Instagram, all the places about cyclical health and our periods. The truth is this, most of us menstruate, and yet few of us were ever taught what a normal cycle is, which is why for a lot of us, we move through life with a lot of these underlying questions, but never really knowing who we can ask maybe even feeling a bit intimidated to bring them up in a doctor's office. And so if you've been wondering if some of the things you're experiencing are normal, if you've had questions about cycle length, about large clots, if you've wondered what to do if your period has gone absent since getting off of birth control, I'm going to answer all of those questions today. Before we start going into all of the different frequently asked questions I get about periods and cyclical health, just a big reminder, the waiting list is now open for one of the most extraordinary courses for period healing ever. I am so excited, my friends. This course really will be everything that I know in one simple format so you can heal yourself and your own cycle. The course will formally be announced very, very soon, but in the meantime, you can get on the waiting list for an exclusive discount code when it goes live. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to CassandraWilder.com slash waiting list. Trust me when I say that you will not want to miss this course, especially if you have ever struggled with painful periods, irregularity, or any of the things that we talk about today. All right, I'm so excited. So let's just hop on in and talk about some of the most common questions I get about periods and cyclical health. The vast majority of these came from Instagram. So to all of you that reached out, asked these questions, were brave enough to seek support, this is for you. One of my favorite ones that I've been asked a couple times is, what are the things that I wish personally I would have known when I began to heal my own period? Some of you may know my story that my cycle was incredibly irregular. I was very underweight and very athletic. And so it would be months at a time that I would have no cycles. And then when I would get them, they were really painful. And there seemed to be no solution for me. So it's been quite the journey over the years to learn how to listen to my own body, to rebalance my body. Some of the big things that I wish that I would have known when I began this journey, number one, that healing takes time. There's no magic wand, there's no magic pill to fix a period. Instead, it's a slow, gentle process. And I think in our culture, we forget that healing is something that that takes time. We forget that there are some things that can't be rushed, there are some things that can't be forced, and I think our cycles are the greatest teachers of that. They ask us to be mindful, to be intentional, and to allow space, to allow time. And so I think I I wish I would have (laughs) known to have a lot more compassion and grace for myself as I began the healing journey. I also wish I would have known that this practice of relearning my body and my cycle would really end up being one of the greatest teachers of my life. Again, it doesn't happen overnight. And instead, it's such a beautiful unlayering process. And as I've learned my body again and my cycle, I've also learned so much about myself and been able to give myself more compassion and grace in my personal life, in my business, really in every facet of my being. One other thing that I think has been a really special lesson has been the more that I soften and I listen to my body, the greater the transformation I experience. And this is such a reframe from our normal go, go, go mentality that we have in the Western world. 
Instead, the mantra really is the more I soften, the more I listen, the more calm and connected I am, the greater the transformation, the greater the healing. So those are a few things that I think were exceptionally magical about this journey, though maybe at the beginning of the journey, I wouldn't have been ready to hear those words, right? That was such a beautiful question. So thank you to all of you that have reached out and asked that. So now let's transition to some more common questions about general period health. So one that I see quite a bit is what do large clots actually mean? Some women will, for example, use a menstrual cup and find that the cup is full of clots. Other women, it's not as common. So anytime we're seeing large clots that are bigger than a quarter, this is something you want to address. So this is the kind of symptom from the body that does warrant checking into it a little bit more. In my past uh, clients and in the work that I've done, what I tend to see is that large clots can be a symptom of both low progesterone or it could even be an indicator for PCOS or polycystic ovarian syndrome. So something, again, you'd want to talk to someone about and see if there's an underlying struggle or concern that needs to be addressed. Another common one that I see is my pap smear came back up normal and I'm so scared. What should I do? Well, first, take a deep breath. (laughs) I know it can be so scary to be in a really vulnerable position, you know, your feet in stirrups, a speculum inside of you, and then to be told that your cervix is inflamed and that maybe you have HPV or maybe you have cervical dysplasia and maybe they threw a number out like SIN1 or 2 or 3 and I so know how scary that can be. If you've listened to my other podcast episodes about the cervix, then you know that the cells on the face of the cervix are constantly regenerating. And so what we need to think about here is how can we encourage new healthy cells to take the place of these abnormal cells? It's also really important to start to think about diet, to think about sexual trauma as any sort of abuse or or harm to that space can certainly manifest in abnormal cells on the cervix. So getting that, that good support with someone you trust is so key during that time. And then also think about other ways to support the regeneration of new cells. And if you've been diagnosed with HPV as well, it's important to also address the viral component of that. It's challenging to give many solid suggestions that would work for everyone across the board, which is why working with someone one-on-one is essential. So if you've ever been told that you have abnormal PAPs, cervical dysplasia, or HPV, this is a call to action for you to get support so that you can start to encourage your body through the healing process. Healing is most definitely possible. So link in the show notes if you'd like to apply to work with me. The next one, my period hasn't come back since I got off of birth control. Any tips? Oh, I get this one so often. So if you haven't heard my birth control podcast episode, I talked a lot about this. There's actually a medical term called post-birth control syndrome. It's a real thing. And that's why so many women get off of the pill or get off of their birth control and they never actually get their period back. The hormones are altered. They may no longer be ovulating. And unfortunately, it's not enough to just stop taking birth control. You actually have to rebuild the body after birth control. So that might mean remineralizing, that might mean hormone support, that could be thyroid and gut healing. It really depends on the person. It also depends on what kind of birth control you were on and for how long. So it's a really, really specific thing for a lot of people. If though you got off of birth control and you haven't had your period back in say three plus months, then this would be an indicator to get support so that your body can begin to heal. Here's another one. What are the big signs of imbalance in a period? How funny is it that we all experience this thing and yet no, at no point were many of us told, here are the big things to look out for. This is the time when you would want to see a doctor. It's so fascinating to me. 
So some of the big signs of imbalance would include really long or heavy periods. So if you are going through multiple tampons a day, super heavy, big clots, if they're you know a week long, those would be indicators of it's too much. There's something out of balance. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, if it's very irregular or scant, if you feel like you have no predictability in your cycle, you have no idea when it's gonna come, that's also a large imbalance. As I said, large clots or, or big uh, mood changes like PMS can also be an indicator of imbalance and severe pain. Just because we've been taught that period pain is normal, that doesn't mean that that's the way it's supposed to be. So something may be common, but not necessarily healthy. And so if you find yourself innately knowing that your cycle is really intense, really out of balance, out of sync, then that would be your indicator to get support. I want to track my cycle as a form of birth control. How should I get started? Well, first of all, congrats. <laughs> That's a really big thing. I did a whole podcast episode on how to track your cycle. It can be an intricate process only because if we're using it as birth control, we're not going to just kind of sort of do it, right? We want to make sure we're doing it appropriately and correctly so that we don't accidentally get pregnant. And so if that episode intrigues you and you feel like you learned a lot from that, then this is something I teach at length in my upcoming period healing course, where you will learn the ins and outs of how to track all of your different indicators for fertility. And this is important to know whether you're trying to not get pregnant or if you're hoping to conceive in the next couple years, you'll also need to know this information. So get on the waiting list. Here's one that I hear way too often, and that is, I feel dismissed by my doctor when I tell her about my cramping and my irregular periods. What should I do? Well, first of all, I'm so sorry that you are dealing with that and feeling dismissed or feeling like you're not in a safe place to actually bring up a real concern. There sadly is a massive disconnect in how our medical system approaches periods. As I just said, we think of period pain or issues as common, and therefore they're normalized. Because we have a system that does not empower women to get help, because we don't you know, generally get a lot of support when we say, this is what I'm going through. Usually we're, we're told to get on the pill or, or some form of birth control. Self-education is becoming much more common where we're seeking out either integrative or naturopathic doctors like myself, or we're starting to, to kind of go a bit rogue and buy the books and buy the courses and do it ourselves. So I hope that the medical system changes at some point where period health, cyclical health is really taken seriously and women are getting solutions. But as of right now, self-education really, really is transforming because so many women are, are fed up with not getting the help that they need. So this is why I'm creating this course, for example, so that women will have a really epic science and spiritual-based resource to begin to heal their own cycles. What are the best ways to help with really bad cramping? Okay, there's a few. So one is to slow down as much as you can. That's different for everyone, depending on what's going on in your life. You may find that slowing down for you is taking a five-minute break. For someone else, that could be some self-care for a couple hours. I don't think we need to compare that as much as the intention of slowing down and being kind to yourself. Red raspberry leaf tea is really lovely as well. That helps to tone and soothe the uterus. It's also full of magnesium. Uh, another thing I would consider is to also think about your birth control method. If you're on birth control, think about when you got on it and if you noticed your periods get worse with it. So specifically, I see this a lot with women on IUDs. 
they, they find that their cycles become so much more debilitating. And if they trace it back, it's often because of the IUD. So that gives you some, some wisdom to move forward with in terms of deciding if that's a birth control method you want to stick with. It's also nice to support hormones during your cycle to help with your cramping. So this could be something like eating extra fats. This could be making sure you're drinking your good mineralizing teas. These are all going to be great ways to gently support cramping. Uh, I've heard vaginal steaming helps with our cycles. Do you recommend it? Oh, well, do I? <laughs> yes, I am a huge proponent for vaginal steaming if it's done safely. There are some uh, contraindications. So for example, you would never steam if you are menstruating. You'd be very cautious with an IUD. Never ever steam if you're pregnant. So if done correctly, it can help rebalance your pH, support detoxification, and for some women, it does wonders to regulate their period. So yes, vaginal steaming, highly recommend it. What is the worst piece of period health advice you've ever heard? Oh, geez, there's so many. But I think the one that bothers me the most personally is women that are told to just get on the birth control pill and fix it. It's so ironic to me because we know that birth control, specifically the pill, does not fix our periods. Rather, it deletes it uh, and replaces it with a medication-induced withdrawal bleed. But we hear that so often, and I know I was told that as well as a very underweight, scrawny, skinny little thing, um, when really I just needed some like good protein and good fats and, uh, you know, I need to just put a little more weight on at that time. So pet peeve. Just get on birth control, it'll fix everything. Sadly, not the case. And lastly, what can you do if you have facial hair or symptoms of high testosterone? Really good question, and I see this more and more from women. We talk a lot about excess estrogen and some of the symptoms that may come with that. So that might be like the low belly weight or weight gain in general. That could be the really heavy periods, loss of sex drive. But what about high testosterone? Especially if you have high testosterone or high androgens, you may find that you have facial hair or take on some more, we could say, masculine appearances. So the biggest thing with high testosterone is to balance the blood sugar. So if you're experiencing symptoms of high testosterone, the most important thing you need to do is look at your diet. So this is where we start to come back to some of the wisdom I shared on an episode two weeks ago about hormones being out of whack and what to do. So blood sugar is very much tied into hormone health. So insulin levels spike, then typically so does cortisol, which is stress. And all of this comes back into our hormone health. And so when you're eating your meals, it's powerful to think about the idea of PFF, protein, fat, and fiber. So opting for vegetables, good high quality meats, or you know, beans, legumes, something that's still protein rich. And then also fiber, but not so much a piece of bread or, you know, some crackers, but rather fibrous, so nuts or a high quality grain or quinoa. This is going to help balance your blood sugar and it will make a massive difference likely in your symptoms. It would also be really good to determine if you have PCOS, as that can also play into all of this and and just gives more, more context to what's going on and a path for healing moving forward. Okay, I know that was a lot of questions. <laughs> Those are just some of the most common ones I get. I genuinely love when all of you message me on Instagram and ask me your questions. I'm here to support you. If you are super intrigued by this period healing course, if you feel like you've been given the runaround in terms of your cyclical health, then you really are going to love this course and feel like you got all of the information you never received about your body in one condensed space with an incredible community. So 
link in the show notes to get on the waiting list. Or if you're a one-on-one kind of person, you can also apply to work with me and we can get started here over the next couple of weeks as we help you reclaim your cycle, get rid of these debilitating symptoms and reconnect to who you are and who you were always born to be. All right, my friends, I hope you're having a beautiful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for joining us, beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend, and connect with me on Instagram at Goddess Ceremony. Until next time.